Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Camille from sunny California, and you're listening to the Coffee Chat with Camille show, which is the podcast series that interviews various guests about real-life topics for people who love to learn. Today, we have a great topic, the lack of privacy from ad tracking, like Google, Facebook, with Matt Bailey. Matt Bailey teaches digital marketing to the world's biggest brands and prestigious universities, Microsoft, Google, Hilton, Orange, Nationwide, P&G, Disney, and HP are just a few of his training clients. Okay. And then you as the audience or listeners can, can find out more about Matt at www.sitelogicmarketing.com. And he writes, I teach people how to turn data into action. Okay, I have our wonderful guest, Matt, on the line. So let me let him on in here into the studio. Hello? Uh, let's see. There we go. Hello, hi Matt. Hello, Camille. How are you doing today? Wonderful to finally connect with you. I'm so happy that you're <laughs> here. <laughs> so um, I had just finished introducing you, and then um, I want to go ahead and get right into our interview, if that's okay. Sure. Yeah. So, how can I turn data and analytics into action? <laughs> that is a great, great question. Um, the key is to start with a question. What is it that you want to solve? What is it that you want to know? And that's how it started for me. I was building websites very early in my career. This was and even really early in the Internet. And I only had a limited amount of time that I could work. And one night I asked myself, well, what's the most profitable thing that I can do with my time? And what I didn't realize is I had asked, you know, a great business question and I had no idea that I had asked that, but what it did was it, it caused me to then learn, okay, what business things do I need to know? And, and how do I measure that? And what website data do I need? And where do I get that? So starting with the question helped me define what information I needed. Then once I had the information, it was a matter then of learning, well, how do I take the information and learn from it? What, how do I arrange it? How do I build a sequence? How do I understand what's going to be the answer to my problem? What's going to be the most profitable? And, and what I found, it, it honestly surprised me because a lot of – I was getting a lot of leads from one source – and it was very visible. It was, you know, it was, and, and I thought it was doing great. But where I was getting the most amount of leads wasn't where I was getting the sales. And so it was the 80-20 rule. <laughs> uh, the channel that was producing 80% of my visits was only producing 20% of sales. And so it taught me that if I was looking at the wrong things, I would limit my opportunity in revenue and sales. 
so by finding what the 20% was that produced the 80% of revenue, that enabled me to see sometimes it's the smaller things that don't get the attention, that don't, uh, you know, they, they don't make the headlines, but they work. And so that's where I learned to turn data into action. But it, it starts first with asking the right question and, and then finding out what's the relationship between the numbers and the outcome that you want. Um, mm-hmm. A great uh, – do you want me to keep going? I could talk <laughs> I could, I could keep talking about it. Um, if, if you like, it's okay. We, we, we have 30 minutes and, um, oh, okay. and I have quite a few, quite a few questions to um, get through, but I, I was just really enjoying listening to you talk about oh, it. Well, um, so, <laughs> I was just really so, enjoying talking um, about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go, uh, we'll revisit the first question for, for now. I'm going to move forward. If you were to sure. start a new business, if you were if you were to start a new business today, how would you do? How would you do it? So I have been asked this question a couple of times recently, and I'm fascinated by it. Um, and and also people are fascinated by my answer because the answer would be, I would start locally. I would join networking groups. I would join a chamber of commerce. I would get involved with my local community as quickly as possible. Learn who everybody is. Um, Start to build a a local network of people who know who you are, what you do, and in doing so, start building an email list. Start building regular communications, and you know I'd probably start with a very very simple website, maybe one or two pages, depending upon what I'm doing, uh, and then and then go from there. That's the key that I have found in like 25 years of doing this is it's that network that's going to launch you. Now, someone may say, I've got to, you know, I want to start a completely online business. I get that, and I would still go about it the same way. The only change would be, I would be <laughs> it's how much you're willing to invest in your website, you know, up front. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's getting people who know who you are and building that network and staying in communication with that network that's really going to be the key. Thank you. And then how can I use social media without wasting time or money? <laughs> it depends on how you want to use social media. And that's the question that stumps a lot of people because people just jump into it. They, they hear that it works. And in the same way, if I'm going to, I'm going to go back to the last question, if I'm going to start a business, and mm-hmm. my recommendation was to start building that local network, well, you use social media to build your digital network. Now, again, it comes back to what do you want? What's your objective? Because that's going to determine your approach to social media. Are you using it just to build an audience to entertain? Uh, do you want likes? Or do you want people to go somewhere and do something? Do you want them to go to a website and buy? Do you want them to go download an app? What do you want them to do? Because now when we start talking about your audience, what do they want to know? What's the best way to reach them? Where do you want them to go or do? 
Now, that's going to greatly affect which social media channel you use because if you want people to – a great example. If you want people to click away and go somewhere, like to your website, well, then mm-hmm. you need to build your content differently. Your message needs to be focused. You're probably going to have to use advertising because that's the main way you're going to get in front of people. Right now, if you don't use advertising, maybe 2% of your audience will see your posts. And so to get beyond that, you need to advertise. But then channels like uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, if you put a link in your post to go to another website, they'll reduce your visibility even more because they don't want you to leave. They don't want people to leave. And so if you put links to your website, again, that's going to reduce the performance. And so it really just comes back. What do I want to do? And my advice to people is social media uses your content to build audiences. And so you need to look at social media the same way. If you're building a business, use social media to drive people to your website to become your audience. That's the best way to use social media. Okay. Wonderful. And then what is the best way to market my business online? Well, that's the great thing. You've got so many options. And right now, uh, boy, it, it's, a, it's a great time to do it. And here, I'm going to give you a one-phrase assessment of everything that's available to you. Um, search engine optimization is a great long-term investment you're going to get the most benefit from it two years from now. But it's a great investment. Um, And also, search engine optimization works well when you have content, when you're writing articles, when you're creating videos, when you are developing content that can be found online. That is an investment in your immediate attention and also your long-term search engine optimization. Now, paid search in Google, Bing, and a couple of the other search engines, that's probably the most effective way of getting customers or leads right now. Uh, Social media, that, you know, if you're using paid advertising on social media, again, it's a great way of getting an audience right now. Organically, and that means without being paid in social media, there's a lot of options those are the ones where sometimes I tell people it's the hardest to figure out which channel is going to work for you, how to build an audience, how to get them where they need to go. Uh, But more importantly, I find the, the skills of usability and accessibility. And what that is, is increasing the visibility and the ability of people to use your website. Uh, either through testing or evaluation, you make sure that people can accomplish the task that, that make you money, um, which, hey, it's the number one purpose and my recommended use of analytics. <laughs> um, I, most people don't realize that you can increase your effectiveness just by making your website easier to use. And so that's a skill that um, – those are some areas right there about 
marketing and moving your business online. Of course, building an email list. My number one advice to people is to build something of your own, whether it's a website or an app, because if you invest in social media, and we're, we're kind of seeing it right now, uh, if I had put years into building my Twitter presence, uh, what's happening right now? We don't know where the future of Twitter is. It could be gone in a year, mm-hmm. which is strange to say after the past five or ten years. So if I've been investing all of my content there, I don't own it. It's gone. And what do I do now? So that's my advice to, to build something that's yours online and use all these channels to bring people there. Okay. And how much does Google know about me? <laughs> oh, just about everything. Um, <laughs> wow. So there's a, <laughs> there's a number of ways. You can go see. Uh, now, I tell people Google – well, I ask people in my classes. I'm like, you know Google tracks what you search for and what you do online. And they all shake their heads, yes. You can go to – if you have a Google account – you can go to myactivity.google.com. And Camille, I'll, I'll send you some of these links. Okay. And when you go there, you can see daily what you have done. And you'll see the searches you've made, the videos you've watched on YouTube. Uh, if you have an Android phone, you will see the contacts that you've uh, called or texted. You will see the apps that you've used, the songs that you've listened to. Uh, you will see your daily activity primarily lived through your mobile device. And so now we know and, – and then you can go to uh, another link on Google called adsettings.com, and it shows you how Google sees you as an advertiser. And it will show you your gender, your age, your location, your main language, and all the interests that you have shown over the past few months based on what websites you've visited, what you've typed into the search bar, videos you've watched on YouTube. So all that activity, and then you add in what you're doing on your phone, and just about every website you visit has Google Analytics on it. And so Google knows more about you than probably anyone else on Earth. Um, um, <laughs> that, that's <laughs> that, wow, that's, that's, that's the, amazing. The interesting side of the yeah, that's the interesting side of of working in this industry. And then, uh, thank you. And then, what website and what website analytics are important? Wow. Well, that goes back to my question of what do you want to know? Um, and and because a lot of times people will open up something like Google Analytics or an analytics program. And they expect this big red arrow to appear and point to something and say, this is what you need to look at. And unfortunately, that's not what happens. Um, analytics programs gather all of the data possible, and they show it to you. And, and they show it to you in the same format as they show every company, whether it's a coffee shop, mid-sized business, industrial firm, or global Fortune 500 company, everyone sees the same interface with the same uh, labels, just the numbers are different. And so that doesn't help anybody unless you have a problem you want to solve. And so that's, I 
you know, I can't tell you what numbers are important. It's going to be different for every business, different for every company. Uh, the main thing is, set, is that what is my objective? That's number one. And then you look at numbers that influence that objective. And that's where you start developing an analytic strategy. And then I received some advice about how to get rankings in Google, but it doesn't sound right. <laughs> how can I know? <laughs> where did you get the advice from, Camille? <laughs> if you don't mind me asking. <laughs> uh, um, okay. I, I, it just – uh, um, kind of a magical question here, or just a hypothetical? I know, I know. Because it's, it's a common question, it, it, and, and and believe me, I've gotten answers like, "Oh, I heard it at the bar. Um, I heard it. You, you know, a relative <laughs> told me. Um, you know, it's it's wonderful." But that no, that's a, such a great question because it's so prevalent. But a lot of times. It's because we've talked to agencies or um, people have contacted us uh, about the website or something like that. Um, So there's a lot of bad advice out there. In fact, even searching for advice on Google uh, doesn't always yield great results. Um, I I like Mm -hmm. to joke the worst place to look for how to get rankings in Google is on Google. Uh, even though Google has now just published um, a search engine guideline, which is a, a pretty good, I would say, for the average small business owner, having access to Google's guidelines is probably going to be a, a good uh, measurement stick to know what type of information you're getting. Now, you can start there. Um, the bottom line is if it sounds like it's being done for the sole purpose of tricking Google or it's like it's, it's this one thing and, uh, or if they're saying it's proprietary, nobody knows it, run away. Those are, those are three things that are immediate red flags um, because I, I tell them getting rankings, it, it's a holistic practice that deals with your content your design, your programming, your links, um, your PR, your marketing. SEO is not an independent activity, and anyone who talks about it as an independent activity, it should be part of an overall marketing marketing role. And it's not just about the rankings. It's about the business. And so if you've got someone who, and I like to tell people, if if they're doing more talking than you as the business owner, and they're not asking you questions about your business, how it runs, what your priorities are, where your profit margins are, because if I'm going to be marketing your business online, I want to market the most profitable products or the most profitable products. you know, information that's going to result in your success. And the only way I can do that is by understanding your business. And then um, I've been burned working with agencies and individuals who made big promises to market my business. How can I find someone trustworthy? Uh, Yeah, that is, unfortunately, that is a big 
big problem, and, and, and we, even in the industry, we refer to it as snake oil um, because mm-hmm. it has always been a problem in this industry. And, and again, it's related to my earlier answer. They see, um, they see SEO or they see marketing as a technical problem uh, or they see it as we've got a system. And again, it comes back to do they understand your business, what you're trying to do. Um, but also the advice is to business owners, you've got to educate yourself. Unfortunately, this industry, uh, or at least you know, what the possibility is of building a website and marketing it, you've got to look at it just as if you were building a brick-and-mortar business. You've got to inspect the building. You've got to make sure that it fits your needs. You've got to make sure that the building is sound and it's in a good location. The same way that you would evaluate a a brick-and-mortar physical building, you also need to be aware of what makes your website run and what are the key elements of marketing that website. And so number one, my best advice would be educating yourself on best practices so that And here's where the big red flag is. Do they ask the right questions? Do they understand your business? And are they actually doing any of the work? And and do you know the questions to ask when they give you a report? That's usually the biggest red flag for me is companies give a report, and it's all a bunch of data charts, and nobody asks any questions because there's no – there's no action items. It's all just data reports. And so knowing what questions to ask that result in work being done and the right work being done, I, you know, I wish I had an easier answer, but that's, that's it. Okay. And how legitimate are some of these marketing ideas? Search engine optimization, social media marketing, YouTube, and email. Mm-hmm. Um, they are legitimate. Uh, when done right, search engine optimization, like I said, it's a, it's a long-term investment. But you're doing search engine optimization as a regular practice. So like content marketing, you're creating articles, but you're optimizing them with the right keywords. You can send out a press release about your company and optimize it with keywords. And so search engine optimization is is kind of a a regular practice that you apply to content that builds and accumulates, and your return on that investment is for years beyond what you you do. It's it's more of that practice. Social media marketing, that can work. It, it, It requires more time, more energy, especially now that most social media channels are all video. What I don't like about it, though, is that it's video right now, and that's it. Whereas YouTube, when I put video there, it's found and it can increase in viewability. It can increase, and it can be found in Google search results. So YouTube as a video channel is far more effective than social media because it it's limited to your base of who sees you, to your audience, and even in there, it's limited how much of your audience sees. Whereas YouTube, I, I, there's so much more visibility 
to your content there. Mm-hmm. Email is still the number one loyalty mechanism of staying in touch with your customers, your clients. Uh, a study was just published that showed over the the holiday shopping season, email produces uh, an amazing amount of sales because it's it's effective at doing so. We bought from there before. We know who they are. And so when we get the email, we respond. And so email is one of the most it's one of the highest profit producing channels uh, there is for businesses. Mm-hmm. And last, how can I make better decisions with data? Wow. So <laughs> this, I'm, I'm going to, so they're a good friend of mine. Uh, I, this is the visualization I, I, I like to make with people. And, and part of that is it's understanding what data, where the data comes from, and what's the relationship of that data. So if I want to change that number, what are the causal factors that do that? So a good friend of mine was in the Royal Navy, and he explained to me that his job in the Navy, he, he commanded a submarine. And he loved to joke that he was one of three people who could look out the window of a submarine. <laughs> but when they were underwater, they relied on hundreds of dials, gauges. Um, you know, I've never been in a submarine. Can I, I can't explain it to you. But it was all yeah. instruments. And from this, he had to know exactly where they were, how deep they were, what direction they were going, and how fast they were going in that direction without looking out the window. So they had to rely on all these gauges and instruments to know all the data. And not only that, if they wanted to change direction, they could do so. But then which gauges and instruments would indicate the change in direction and how far? And so without looking, they had to rely on all of this data. But that is where experience and growth comes from is understanding this this number or this dial or this gauge is affected by these actions. And so if I want to, you know, from a business standpoint, I want to improve that number, here are the things I need to do to do that. So the key in analytics is understanding that causal relationship of these actions or this marketing affects this number. And once I know that, then I can improve different areas and I can go towards improving that big objective that I've got. Okay, excellent. And then I'm going to ask this question. I just have about, I think, three or four minutes left. But um, sure. thank you for all of your uh, um, insight and your expertise about, I call it tech, but how to use business <laughs> marketing <laughs> um, for your business. Uh, but uh, what is your favorite coffee and or hot beverage? Oh, it's coffee, Camille. Absolutely, it's <laughs> coffee. Um, the favorite one, I love Costa Rican pea berry. Um, but I just had a honey-processed Honduran uh, coffee that is going to change my world. So that wow. <laughs> I, I, like the, I like the fresh beans from Central America. That is my favorite However, yes. I do not discriminate. I'll take coffee from anywhere. 
Wonderful. Thank you so much, Matt. Um, I, I am just thrilled that we finally were able to connect. And um, uh, is there any um, social media handle that you wanted to um, uh, give a shout out to the listeners? Because I did it earlier for sure. I uh, sent sure. it to uh, sitelogicmarketing.com. Yes, and I also have a, a shorter version of sitelogic.com, and that is S-I-T-E, sitelogic.com, and there uh, you can find, I've got a podcast, but I also have uh, courses that people can take. I have free courses, so if you're a business owner and you want to know more about local marketing and local SEO, uh, and particularly Google My Business, I've got a free course on uh, a separate site, my learning site is learn.sitelogic.com. Uh, and there I also offer paid courses that are more extensive in marketing and analytics. And that's okay. the best place to go to see everything. <laughs> Other than that, oh. uh, LinkedIn is my favorite channel. And I am at Matt Bailey Site Logic on LinkedIn. Okay. Thank you so very much again. And I am going to say goodbye for now. Thank you, Matt Bailey. Thank you, Camille. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. My pleasure is all mine. Bye for now. All right, everyone. What did you think? Okay, we had a great show. And um, you know, when I have some free time, I need to go through and talk about the different guests. You know, they're all just mega impressive. And I am just so happy to have had Matt on. All right. So you all have a great Saturday. Bye for now.